Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash thegaragerockshow. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week, Dahlia. How's it going? What's up, Garage Rock Show listeners? And George, good to have you back, man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, dude. Of course, uh, this week's giveaway in the Garage Prize Closet is your choice of either Long Strange Trip, Untold Story, The Grateful Dead Blu-ray, also The Very Best of the Doors 2018 Remastered CD, or Pink Floyd, The Early Years Blu-ray DVD CD Combo. All you got to do is text the word GARAGE to 68683. That's G-A-R-A-G-E, GARAGE, to 68683 for this week's giveaway. Good luck. Uh, this week's Billboard new releases, nothing really coming out this week. Uh, really wasn't worth even mentioning. It was like three albums. So I'm, I'm wondering if all of the artists are waiting for the spring. They are. and it, uh, For, j- for the, summer shows. The first two, well, uh, the first two weeks of January for uh, the Billboard charts are typically just nobody really releases albums. Uh, unless you're a very, very, very major artist that you can pull that off. It's just not a popular time for people to be buying and spending and going in the store and all that stuff. So they don't want their albums hitting the shelves. There's somewhere to go in a store. Until later. (laughs) (laughs) The online store. You know what I mean. The post-Christmas where everything drives up. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, being announced is more festivals. And one of the best ones of the year, I want to show you guys this. Check this out. The New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. It is their 50th anniversary it is going April 25th through the 28th, two weekends, May 2nd through the 5th as well. What are your guys' impressions? Uh, tell our listeners what stands out to you. Uh, well, the Rolling Stones are headlining. Um, yes, they Dave, are. Dave Matthews Band. I was never a fan of Dave Matthews uh, Band. Sure. Yeah. When I was younger, I used to make fun of Dave Matthews because I was too cool. I was, I was a punk <laughs> earlier in my days. But actually, I love Dave Matthews Band now that I have uh, appreciate music more these days. Van Morrison, that would be awesome. John Fogarty, Bob Seger. Uh, they even have a country artist. They have Chris Stapleton on there and Jimmy Buffett. That would be cool. Uh, who, who else is on there? The Indigo Girls are on there. Herbie Hancock. Annie DeFranco. Chaka Khan. What do you think, George? What's uh, standing out to you? Uh, yeah, you guys hit them. I've already, I'm overlooking this. Uh, what would you say would be the, the the most impressive or top couple ones for you that grab your attention the most? Rolling Stones, I mean, is Irma that, Thomas, or are you more just you know kind of like? Yeah, I've always eh. wanted to see the Stones. I mean, there's a reason that they're still playing, uh, you know, stadiums and not like the fair circuit, right? So, yeah. That would be worth it, just even for the headliner. I almost want to like check out this show, Chris. Maybe we can put it on the credit card. And oh man, <laughs> how much does that even. cost? Too much, babe. I want to know. We'd have to fly to New Orleans. We have to stay for three or four days. That would be awesome. Oh yeah, I know Shuttle. it would. It would be. How awesome. How much would it cut? But crunch the numbers. Let's look <laughs> at it. Okay. This is an awesome we'll lineup. I know. Is it really Marley? Is. It's a, no. It's a great. It's a great lineup. It's very diverse. The Mavericks. I love the Mavericks. 
Yeah, they're uh, rock, classic rockabilly, right? I'm, I'm just wondering, like, I don't see a breakdown of each day. Well, it's going to be it, I, in my with my luck. They would have haven't all announced the, the uh, no, they haven't done the that yet. Lineups yet. Um, so yeah, I, is it sold out? No, no, I I don't, I don't think so. It, it probably will be pretty soon though. It's pretty steep price wise because the Rolling Stones are on there, and I think they were saying it's like you know 180 bucks a day or something like that, which is pretty wild. I think 180 bucks just for the single day ticket for Rolling Stones on that day. I really like the Revivalist. That's this is a really good lineup. Yeah, it is. So make sure you guys check it out. The New Orleans Jazz Festival, 50 Years of Joy, uh, April and May, uh, New Orleans Jazz Festival. And also another lineup that's uh, from Burger Records, which is a cool indie festival. This is a, definitely a smaller festival, um, but still a pretty cool lineup. It's called the Burger Boogaloo, and it's the 10-year anniversary for them for Burger Records in Southern California with the Jesus and Mary chain which we just saw George uh, open up for Nine Inch Nails, right? Yes, we did. How was, I mean, we never really got to talk about that uh, after the show. I don't think you made it to the podcast after the um, uh, the show, but that was a pretty awesome thing, being able to see them. They're from Scotland, right? Absolutely, yes. Um, one of my favorites of middle 80s, uh, you know, UK, British, indie stuff that was happening in 85 86 yeah it um, kind of reminds me of like the stone roses and things oh like, they yeah. paved the way for that whole movement yeah um yeah uh this looks like fun uh, a friend of mine uh, and his wife go uh, to the burger boogaloo shows and nice um they're always hosted by john waters right so that's the kind of he's funny you know he sets he's the great. tone for the whole thing it's really eclectic he's and, a great mc uh, also, where is this event held? It's um, in uh, Oakland. Yeah, Mosswood oh. Park in Oakland. Um, Jesus, Mary Chain, Scientist, Dead Boy, Shannon, The Clams, Sheer Mag. Um, I love Shannon and The Clams. Yeah, there's a lot of really good bands on Burger Records, uh, hosted by John Waters at Mosswood Park in Oakland. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, it's happening. Well, shit, this doesn't have the date on it. Um, I, it's later this year, so check it out this summer. <laughs> Okay, check it out. Dave Grohl falls off the stage. I want to show you guys this video. It's actually kind of sad, you know? Um, I was watching this video. It seems like Dave Grohl kind of going down a, a, a little downward spiral with um, the drinking and stuff and the partying on stage. I don't want to say that maybe as a blanket statement, but... Maybe his equilibrium... Maybe he has got no. something with the inner ear. Okay, watch watch this, babe. <laughs> I don't think this has anything to do with his inner ear. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but we'll, we'll watch. Light and, hates gravity. And people, you can check out the Instagram. I'm uh, watching this. The you, all comments. you need to do is type in Dave Grohl falls off stage, you know, 2019. And uh, all hey, right. Wait. So basically, I'll give you guys a play by play here. Dave Grohl's playing the uh, song here. He's going out to the stage, playing like a guitar solo, reaching out to the fans. And, a, and he's asking for a beer. Who's Who's got a beer? And some fan, somebody gives him a Bud Light in a can, right? <laughs> and then so he he drinks it a little bit and then he puts it on top of this uh JBL monitor speaker and then look at Dave try and drink the the Bud Light can standing up on the monitor uh without holding it spills Aww. all over the monitor and the security guard below him then he just chugs it Dave Grohl pounds the beer uh before it he all spills out He looks kind of drunk. Now watch this part Dave Grohl goes back on the stage He's oh, and then he falls right onto the security guard after doing that. So you think that was the inner ear, huh, Dahlia? Are you well, there's no stage really there. 
Well, no, he's Aww. not supposed to be over he, there. He seems to be what they what they refer to uh, as overserved. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Is the most polite way. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, and he's fallen off. He famously broke his leg in 2015 after falling off a stage in Sweden, forcing him to cancel uh, almost the remainder of the tour. So I mean, it's like, dude, take it easy, man. You know, uh, watch out for that. Uh, okay, so pretty cool stuff. Uh, last night, well, actually Wednesday. By the time you guys are hearing this, uh, highlights are hitting the YouTube and the net of Chris Cornell tribute concert. Check this out. All the bands that appeared were Foo Fighters, Metallica, Alice in Chains, Josh Homea, Queens of the Stone Age, uh, Perry Farrell, Jane's Addiction, Faith No More's, Mike Patton, The Melvins, Black Sabbath's Geezer Butler, Ryan Adams, Miley Cyrus, Adam Levine, Brandy Carlisle, Fiona Apple, Chris Stapleton, Ziggy Marley. Wow. They were all there and they were all doing songs. Well, there's bits and pieces. It was a private event. Um, It wasn't open. uh, Well, I think there was some tickets that were sold, but they immediately sold out. um, And it was going for, you know, it was a hot ticket, to say the least. Uh, But it was a five-hour performance, guys. And I'm hoping that they got it on DVD, Blu-ray coming out. Because that would be amazing to see. So, And it was all for uh, the Vicky, Chris and Vicky Cornell Foundation. So, pretty cool stuff. Um, In other music news... Uh, unfortunately, remember the fire, the Wolseley fire that we were talking about uh, last year, the blaze that broke out in November, destroyed more than 1,500 California homes and other buildings from Ventura County. Well, that's why the Chili Peppers haven't put out their new album, because apparently their studio and some of their own personal homes were in that fire. Uh, apparently, everything is okay now. Um, Smith said, quote, um, the house we were working in, there was no damage. It didn't burn down. But we couldn't get back in there, so that halted our progress. Uh, To help raise funds recently for the Wolseley Fire victims, the Chili Peppers performed this past Sunday at an L.A. benefit dubbed Malibu Love Sesh at the Hollywood Palladium along with Beck and St. Vincent, which is awesome. Uh, So all the proceeds went to the people that suffered from that loss. So crazy, right? I mean, how this fire affects not only, you know, people's personal lives, people that we all know here in the Valley as well, but the music that we all know and love and why albums are being delayed because of this fire, which is just crazy to think about, you know? Um, all right. Moving on to other music news. Rob Zombie guitarist says the new album is going to be the best record to date. What do you think about that, guys? Uh, He says, better than White Zombie anything. Uh, In this quote, he says, The Zombie album is wrapped, mixed, mastered, heavy and awesome, hooky and musical and badass. It is the best zombie record to date, better than White Zombie anything. He says, he went nuts on this one. I'm telling you, it's the best zombie record you guys will hear, and we're going to have a big tour. We're going to do videos, end quote. What do you think about that, George? You know, I don't know, if, know enough about. Uh, Were you a fan of kind of when you know? Yeah, I remember zombie. When it was, I don't have anything against him. I remember when yeah. it was happening. When he broke off and did his solo thing. Yeah, I remember the red, red, Kruvy. Yeah, um, all the Clockwork Orange uh, references. Yeah, yeah, but um, no, I don't know enough about him to comment really. Have you ever seen him live? No, but I'm sure they he puts. Dolly, you show. haven't seen him live either, huh? No, you were saying you haven't seen Rob Zombie live. I don't think I have. And that kind of blew have me away. I? I was like, wow, no. No, you haven't. I don't know. We've been I figured to... one of you 90s Gosh. kids had seen him. Well, check it Chris out. Chris has. He's met that him. That poster there, that one's got my little photo, My one of my little 
uh, mementos of me actually getting to meet Rob Zombie and John Five backstage at the Shoreline. Wow, it's right there. That little um, thing I had. Uh, it was part of the Mayhem tour, and it was right when I got into radio. And I feel like I've seen Rob Zombie live, but I've seen so you weren't there many... at that show with no, me. It was, I was just not me at and that Jason. Show. And uh, he was really cool. He let us get you know most meet and greets and stuff. They don't let you kind of touch the artists at all. But I got to. In my photo, I got to put my arms around him like, oh, yeah, hey, they, we're just they hanging miserable. out. They look miserable. They're like this No, this they guy. don't look miserable. You don't be taking a shit on it. <laughs> it's a great, it was a fun time, and they were really cool guys. And so it always kind of made me look at his stuff in a positive way in terms of that, but definitely not stuff like the past couple years. He has not put out anything good. I'll just say that. But this gives me some hope that if John 5 is saying that this is going to be the best one he's done, then I think, you know. John Five's a good guitarist. He's a good guitarist. And if he says that this is going to be the best one that he's done, I have hope. So we'll see. Um, all right, moving on. Jack White opens Third Man Mastering Facility. Check this out, guys. I thought this was really cool. Not only does Third Man Records, just an all-around badass record label that we're going to get to, is putting out a third, a three-inch record for Record Store Day. We're going to get to that story in just a minute. But something they're doing for your local band, if you're a band out there, um, you can get your album mastered and mixed at Third Man Mastering now by professional audio engineers that have worked with all kinds of bands, uh, real bands. Uh, I, I can't remember the. I have. I'm not looking at the little list in front of me right now, but it's a full service analog digital for any format: vinyl, CD, streaming services, whatever you want. You can send us send them your final mixed recordings, and then you get it mastered and pressed on third man records you know I wonder how much they charge for that well you know it's all i actually got a thing from a, a a cool local one it's called pirates press and they had a whole kind of breakdown it's basically around you know 1500 kind of entry level for a small pressing and then you go to 3000 5000 i'm sure these guys start around 5 5000 i would imagine wow uh but it's kind of worth it you know yeah you have the notoriety of the getting notoriety. Mastered, mastered by them, you know, and professionalism and maybe even distribution that they could work out that, that yeah. could be really beneficial. So that's pretty cool that they're opening that up to the public. So check that out. Third Man Records. If you guys got a band, you're serious, you want to do it. Um, also, <laughs> Third Man Records. Check out this record player, guys. We're going to post a picture of it on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Garage Rock Show Podcast. Facebook.com slash Garage Rock Show Podcast. Check it out. We're going to post this photo of this brand new three-inch record player from Crosley that they're putting out specifically on Record Store Day. It's going to cost $70. That is awesome. For just for the record player, but they're going to release a series of three-inch vinyl records that are actually really popular in Japan right now. Uh, and it's going to be a tiny Reconter single. On a Crosley turntable specifically designed to play it. It's got a built-in speaker as well as a MP3 size uh, eighth inch output that you could either put a pair of headphones into it or to a stereo. Uh, and it's going to be out on April 13th uh, for Record Store Day 2019. Uh, this has been done before. Uh, the Reconters um, have done this. Well, actually, the White Stripes released a miniature record player called a Triple Inchophone that played three inch records along with a series of three inches now they fetch around i looked them up about twelve hundred dollars online 
uh, for some of the stuff. So they definitely becomes a quick uh, collector's store or collector's item. So check it out. I wonder if they're going to have any for uh, for sale at Record Store Day at uh, Rasputin's in Modesto. Maybe, or Tigers and Daggers in Merced. Hopefully you guys can check it out. You look on Record Store Day's official website, and you can actually search by your area code. Uh, and, uh, yeah, usually Rasputin's and Modesto's got a pretty good selection. Yeah, but it's like you have to get in line super early. <clears throat> they have yeah. limited supply. They Definitely. have the most in at the Fresno one. This is the only one that I've been to more than once. An excellent quarter bin. CDs. Oh, oh they do. Oh, I, I love walk the out one of there with, yeah, I'll have a pile of them. Oh, that's Three awesome. feet tall. It's a, similar at the one in Modesto. They have their uh, uh, UCD bins. I'll have to go there. Yeah, it's you awesome. We went you to haven't been to the one in Modesto I before? It's, just, it's the same it's as right the one by, in Fresno. It's uh, Trader Joe's, right in that same. Um, and it's closer to us. It was cool, and they give you a chance. To, everybody goes through one time, and you get one item each, and then you get to go around again, and whatever's left over, it's a free-for-all. I wonder if they still take your CDs for store credit. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I will. used to do that. I would give out the, uh, <coughs> Just trade like in the Amoeba. CDs for store yeah. credit and give get new ones. Yep. I imagine they do. I mean, I don't want to say that, and, and people are like, yeah. oh, well, hey, well, well. just go check it out. I'm not sure. I'm, uh, I think they do, though. Yar, you hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What did they eat to become the largest beasts on the planet? Krill. That's right. We've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process. Filters and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea. Yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake. Yar, you need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious, it's krillicious. Yar! Uh, Alright, so check out this new beer from Metallica, guys. We talked about their whiskey uh, about a month ago that they have a new whiskey called Blackened. Well, now they have a new beer called Enter Night Pilsner. That's uh, They've par- partnered with Arrogant Consortia, which is a little imprint under the Stone Brewing Company, which is a California um, brewery. So check it out, guys. What do you think? Um, it's uh, it's only 5.7%. The, the bitters are on the high end for your typical German Pilsner. Noted for its intense drinkability, this beer is heavy on the hops and includes a bitter finish. Yeah. That sounds like everything, man. I don't know. It doesn't sound like anything different. <laughs> like, you know? I don't know. I know you're not a beer drinker, George. No. You're probably like, whatever. Who gives I'm a, a shit? light beer drinker. I don't like that heavy stuff. That sounds like shit. That sounds like a shitty old, like, fucking St. Pauli girl or something like that. <laughs> no one wants to drink. I don't know. Sorry, St. Pauli girl. Um, cranberries. 
uh, unfortunately releasing this new album after the death of their lead singer Dolores O'Riordan. She re- recorded this whole album and that they were going they were really excited about releasing it. They were ready for a tour. Uh, it's called In the End. Uh, that's the name of the album. Their first single is called All Over Now, which you guys can tune in tomorrow on the garage from 6 to 7 on 105.7 FM, 1660 AM, as well as 1057thebear.com and stream it. And we're going to play it for you and check it out. Uh, Eileen uh, O'Riordan, Dolores' mother, said in a statement about everything, she said, quote, I can't think of a more fitting way to commemorate the first anniversary of Dolores' passing and to celebrate her life than to announce the world release of her final album with the band. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be happening. And check it out tomorrow on The Garage. Uh, the In the end, the album actually comes out April 26th for the last Cranberries album. So, all right, moving on. Talking about death, unfortunately. This is kind of suspicious, and I wanted to bring this up to you guys. Check this out. So this All That Remains guitarist, Ollie Herbert, we talked about his death, uh, one of the more suspicious and weird deaths uh, towards the end of 2018. He, he was found uh, dead in his um, a pond on his Connecticut property, uh, like drowned, you know, and laying in a pond. And so here's the deal. Supposedly in this new headline that they've revealed that he signed a will one week before his death that named his wife Elizabeth Herbert as executor and sole benefactor, according to the executor. Hartford. Oh, excuse me, executor. Uh, but she's also his his <laughs> executor. He could, apparently she could be because that's the whole thing, right? <laughs> the will Ollie signed on October 9th also stated that his sister Cynthia Herbert should not become a executor or receive anything from his estate. The document also stated that Elizabeth should get all, quote, property as well as any current or future earnings, end quote. So uh, supposedly he signed this will at a car dealership in Connecticut. The will was notarized by a person who was a friend of the guitarist and his wife who works at the dealership. So isn't that like super kind of suspicious there? Also, they're examining the 11-page will as well as a life insurance policy mentioned in the document. So to me, real quick before we uh, get into the details here of his death, uh, doesn't that sound suspicious that his wife works there at the car dealership? She's the one who says this car dealership will happen. You know, she's probably getting somebody there to vouch for her so he can split the stuff with her uh, to me. And then has, you know, I think she might have killed this guy and is trying to exe- that is a really, uh, execute a will in be- from, bold accusation. Yeah, well, you know, hey, uh, according to what I'm reading here from this article, that's the conclusion that I'm coming to in my head, you know, speaking freely. What do you think, George? I don't know. Well, she's most definitely, at the very least, what they would consider to be a person of interest. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the police in Connecticut are treating this death as suspicious as well. Um, there's all kinds of stuff uh, going on with this, so we'll see. I don't, you know, mean to accuse anybody, but I that's it. it when I read this, that's what it says to me. So kind of crazy. Anyway, uh, Ed Sheeran got in a bicycle accident recently, and he broke his arm, and he had to cancel a bunch of shows. Right? Well, now he's being sued. His tour company AEG is being sued by this guy or this company. Mary Gop Studio, a promoter in Jakarta, Indonesia. He was set to perform there 
all the way back November 9th, 2017. He's seeking unspecified damages, and Sheeran has not been named as a defendant, but uh, he's been uh, named, uh, I guess, you know, people know that this is what he's dealing with in court, so kind of crazy there. Um, also, Jack White in the news, one of the many artists participating in a tribute concert to Loretta Lynn uh, on April 1st, honoring her 87th birthday. What do you think of that, Dahlia? I think it's awesome. She's still alive? 87, yeah. Oh, the the lineup includes Garth Brooks, George Stray, Alan Jackson, Casey Musgrave. At Slim's, Urban. y'all. Yeah. That would be something. March 6th. Tiny, yep. tiny place. Yep. It's a, a tiny place with Garth Brooks, George Stray, Alan. Like, how are they all going to fit there? Oh, man. Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, cool, cool stuff there. So Why check is that George out. Strait playing at Slim's? Is that... No, 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 no. This is the tour dates for System of a Down oh, guitar. Oh, oh, gosh. Okay. oh, okay. All right. See, I was like, I'm sorry, folks. Did, that was that, my bad, as they say. That would be crazy. In the parlance the of show times. that we were talking about with Loretta Lynn will take place in Nashville <laughs> okay. and benefit the Opry Trust Fund. Next story here System of a Down guitarist Darren Malachian's side project, Scars on Broadway, will be doing a short California tour. Uh, West Coast tour, he'll be at Slim's March. That 6th. makes more sense. I was like, right? "What the hell?" Loretta Lim will not be at Slim's. So. Uh, that would be, be awesome. That would be though. awesome, though, right? I know. We're now putting we're it out there into the universe. Mm-hmm. Maybe she'll guess with Darren like, from well, System I'm of like, a Down. I've got to see this. Chris, give me some tickets. <laughs> uh, all right. Fifty years ago this week, Led Zeppelin releases their debut album. Um, so there you go. Uh, Nineteen sixty-nine, January twelfth. Led Zeppelin released their debut album, of course. Jimmy Page just broke off from the Yardbirds, which had Jeff Beck replacing Eric Clapton, one of the best bands around at that around that time. And uh, Led Zeppelin got a lot of shit, though, from Rolling Stone and a lot of critics, and a lot of people were just not feeling it at the time. And it's worth pointing out that their first album did have four songs that were not written by Led Zeppelin that were ending, ending up uh, through legal battles. Uh, through repressings of the albums, having to address the fact that they did come from other artists. So it is worth noting that. Uh, and and they were not liked by a lot of the critics and people around that time. Uh, but they stuck with it, and good for them, you know, because a lot of people, critics and shit, when people are like, oh, this band's blah, 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 pretentious, the lyrics are garbage, and they they stuck with it. They did their own thing, and they became one of the biggest rock bands in the world. And good for them for, you know, fuck what other people are saying. You do your own thing. And in the end, people can judge you by your catalog and your legacy and what you've done, you know. And So go for it. Uh, so right on for them. And speaking of Led Zeppelin and Robert Plant, he's headlining a New York benefit show with Sheryl Crow and Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. Uh, so it's going to be, it's a show called Love Rocks. It's an all-star benefit, raising money for God's love we deliver, which provides curated meals for those living with illness in the New York City area, along with Cheryl Crow, Billy Gibbons, Keb Moe, Taj Mahal, great guitar player, uh, Lucas Nelson, Willie Nelson's son, Jimmy Vaughn, Ivan Neville, uh, some other surprise guests as well. So that's pretty cool. That's all happening Tickets go on sale actually today for that. Uh, the event's going to be hosted by Whoopi Goldberg and Martin well, Short. Well, isn't that a selling point? Well, I 
like Whoopi Goldberg, so <laughs> it's the only point for me. Uh, okay, all right. Well, there you go. Thank you, Dahlia. Uh, all right. On this day in music history trivia, guys, on this day in 1996, at the 11th Annual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony, Pink Floyd is inducted by who? Was it A, Tom York of Radiohead, B, Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins, or C, Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam? What do you guys think? (laughs) Ah, yeah. tough. No, this uh, is a good one, I thought. Unless George knows right off the bat, but no? Okay, good. I have a vague recollection of All right, well, something. All right. I'm going to go with Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Why? What do you think? Uh, Maybe you just had to give a short explanation. Oh, man. I don't know. They were all prominent I'm during... To, I'm not trying to make you second-guess yourself either. I and know. They were be, all prominent during totally, that time. Yeah, exactly. And Eddie Vedder would be a great guess because... He's inducted several different bands. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you you got something to stand on there. Uh, that's it. That's my final answer. What? See Eddie okay. Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Uh, George, what do you think? I think it's Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan. I, okay. I, Any I, reason behind that? Like I said, they were I have so a, popular. A vague recollection of either seeing it or maybe I've seen it on YouTube. Um, or right. I read about it. Let's see. All right. Well, let's see. Who inducted Pink Floyd on this day in 1996? Oh. You can tell by the bald head there. It was B. Billy Corgan. I got some hair. Brian. Winning, George. <laughs> you have a lot of hair. Not your bald head. Oh, oh, oh. Billy oh. Corgan, you're not bald. Come on now. Uh, oh. So there's a picture of Pink Floyd there in the crowd as well, listening to Billy Corgan. He wrote a handwritten letter. It's actually a pretty good induction speech. Uh, speech. It's almost like 10 minutes long. You should check it out sometime, guys. Um, all right, moving on. Real quick, Sports Minute. I thought this was an interesting case. As Las Vegas police have asked for DNA from soccer star Ronaldo in a rape case. Uh, apparently, uh, he is under investigation for a woman that claims he raped her in a hotel in a penthouse in 2009 and paid to keep her quiet. What do you guys think of that? Wow. That's pretty wild, right? It's like a long ways. It's like 10 years ago, too, right? Yeah, it was 10 years ago. Uh, it says the 30-year... I'm wondering if this case has been in the court for a long time. Yeah, I don't know. It says the request was submitted to authorities in Italy, where he plays for Juventus. Um, Ronaldo contends that the encounter was consensual, so he's not denying the encounter with this woman. His attorney said yesterday that the DNA being found would therefore not be surprising. Catherine Mayorga reported the rape to police in 2009, underwent an exam. Alleged rape. Yeah, right. Sorry. Uh, Alleged rape and underwent an exam that collected DNA evidence, but the investigation ended soon after because she only identified her alleged attacker as a European soccer player. Not giving a name at the time back then. There's millions of those. And didn't say where the incident took place either. (laughs) The investigation, I know, right, was reopened at her request last year, soon after her lawyers filed a civil lawsuit claiming that Ronaldo raped her and she was paid $375,000 to keep quiet. Why would she take the money? Right? Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe she didn't. Maybe she's claiming that she was... Tried to be paid, or I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, Soon after she... her lawyers filed a civil lawsuit claiming that Ronaldo raped her and that she was paid 
$375,000. Yeah, so she's saying that that happened, and yeah, so that's why she's saying, that's why she's filing the lawsuit, so we'll see. I don't know. These are all allegations, so of course, you know, uh, we'll see Why would they pay her $375,000? Why would she accept $375,000? Same could be said with Stormy Daniels, you know, and shit like that, right? I mean... Why? Why would? Why did all that happen? You know, and so it's kind of hard stuff to prove in court, though. So we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> all right, guys, moving on to news. Uh, also in the sports world here, check out these shoes that are coming out. Nike's new Air Mac One golf shoes. It's grass life, uh, grass like turf material to make the shoes blend in with a golf course. Check that out. They look like. I showed Dave these at the stage. He's like, that's not real. Those aren't real. I'm like, yeah, those are new Nike shoes. Forgive my ignorance, but is that something that golfers need? (laughs) I know. I don't think so. No. It's never been done before. So there's no bonus to having camouflage shoes. To my knowledge, this has never been done before to have grass-colored shoes that look like real grass. It's just it's the novelty then. Expected to retail for $140. Wait a year and they'll be at uh, Marshall's. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> for $20. Yeah. The bargain bin. Hey, shoes. that's where I shop. Hey, I'll get yeah, them then. I'll, I'll mow the lawn with those, you know? Yeah. In my lawn mowing shoes. like you're right. levitating. I won't have to worry about my shoes getting green. You know, it'd be like my grass shoes, right? Yeah, and accidentally mow over your foot thinking that that was part of the... (laughs) A bird will... Nike Air Max 1 golf My dog will come and uh, pee on my shoes. (laughs) <laughs> just like take a dump right on them because it's like, oh, some grass in here. All right, this is perfect. They are a site. You should look them up. Yeah, I I will put them on the the Facebook page, facebook.com slash garage rock show podcast. I'll put them up there. Check them out. Crow Milk of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crows' eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The uh, the fortification and benefits of these crows' eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crows' milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah. Because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that I don't give a fuck mentality yeah. on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow, yeah, crow milk. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it and, and be one with, with your own, um, with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk. So. Thank you, crow milk. Uh, all right, moving on to movie, TV, and entertainment news. Netflix raising the prices for its subscribers, guys. George, do you subscribe to Netflix? I do. It's one of the few things I allow myself Well, you're to. paying more a month now, buddy. Yeah. As they are uh, increasing the price here between 13 and 18%. So here's the deal. Not that big. The standard deal. plan is going from twelve ninety nine, uh, or excuse me, from ten ninety nine to twelve ninety nine. Uh, also, the top tier plan, which has HD, Raised to fifteen ninety nine from thirteen ninety nine. When w- don't the you basic remember when plan, it was like 
two ninety nine and the, like seven ninety nine. Well, the basic plan was seven ninety nine. It's now up to eight ninety nine. Uh, so in comparison, though, Time Warner's HBO Now service it's about fifteen bucks a month. Hulu's is is about twelve dollars a month as well. So it seems like they're coming in line with some of the other ones that are a little bit higher. So Netflix has always been a pretty good deal. Now it seems like it's not so much, maybe. I don't know. That's still a great deal. It's a pretty good deal. We pay like almost two hundred dollars for our cable. But I love but we have home security. I love and having Wi-Fi. all of that. Yeah, we have home security. We have everything on demand. We have Cinemax. We have HBO. We have but, uh, but Showtime. But Netflix is legit. Yeah, but it is. But it's starting to get to the point where it's going to be a twenty dollars service that people are going to have to start thinking about when you're paying already. 60 70 dollars for internet alone mm-hmm. you know it doesn't get any cheaper than that these days bill. plus yeah whatever is so you're paying 15 dollars for netflix now you're playing 12 dollars for hulu you're already at like 90 dollars you might as well have cable in some of those instances where you can have a selection of a bunch of different channels blah 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 so i mean we, we i don't want to go down that road but you know that's that's the way it is in the marketplace these days it's hard uh, it keeps getting it, more it expensive. It all breaks down to about the same amount. You break it down. So check this out. Speaking of movie entertainment, Netflix and all that, they are coming out with a new comedy called Space Force with Steve <laughs> Carell. Dude, he's signed on. He's going to be getting $1 million per episode for this new series. Wow. Uh, that's going to apparently, dis- uh, they describe Space Force as, quote, a new workplace comedy series that will follow the people tasked with creating the military organization known as the Space Force. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? What do you uh, think of that, Dahlia? I don't know. I'll have to see it. Uh, it's coming out on Netflix. Uh, the teaser video kind of uh, harkens back to 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's pretty funny. Uh, it's so it he's getting $100 million, or excuse me, $1 million per episode, setting a new record there. Uh, for Netflix, there should be no shortage uh, of some good stuff there from that. So check it out, Netflix. Uh, all right, coming out later this year, Rob Zombie finally completes work on a new on his new film, Three from the Hell, which is the sequel from The Devil's Rejects. So check out the three photos here. That's from the top photo is from uh, House of Thousand Corpses. The middle photo is from Devil's Rejects, and the bottom photo is from his latest one. Uh, so it's kind of a little time thing there. Over 20 years he's been making films, which is yeah. yeah, pretty cool. Uh, he posted that on Instagram. Also, summer tour with Marilyn Manson. Uh, he's going to be announced at a bunch of festivals already, so check him out on the road. Okay, this week, guys, out in theaters this week. Uh, this weekend, as you guys hit the theaters... I'd like to ask you all, theater, rent, or skip? Skip it all together. Rent it, maybe, or maybe check it out in the theater. What do you guys think? Okay, so the new one here, Glass, from Unbreakable. Bruce Willis returns, you know, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, It's going to be a good one. M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. Yes, Mm -hmm. as well as James (laughs) McAvoy reprising his role as Kevin Wendell Crumb, the multiple identities, all that stuff. What do you guys think? Um, some people are already reviewing it saying it's really not it's kind of a lackluster kind of sequel not really living up to the expectations but we build our expectations so high for these things sometimes 
you know, don't you think, is it kind of on us? Or is it just that these movies just really aren't reaching that level of what they should be? What do you guys think? Even though we haven't seen it yet. <laughs> um, well, it's just as expensive to rent it. Like, if you wanted to stay home and rent it to go out and watch it in a theater. And to buy it, it's the same price. So I guess it's at your well, convenience. Well, it doesn't... Uh, I'm not asking it in terms of a financial situation. In terms of, like... Would you want to see this movie in the theater with all the sounds on the big screen? You know, like Star Wars movies. Mm. Certain movies I want to see in the theater. This movie I would definitely rent because I want to check it out. But mm. I'm not going to go to the theater and go out of You're my not way. Go out of your way. And yeah. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do here. Got it. Other, certain movies will skip altogether. Like we wouldn't even watch, you know, certain ones. But yeah. so, what do you think? Would you at least rent this? watch it at home oh, yeah yeah De- i want to watch when it when it comes yeah. to tv you would watch it yeah right? i definitely want to okay. watch it george yeah. what do you think yeah i'd see it in cable or right but not not run into the theater for this one right no no big hurry all right so moving on to the other movie here coming out this week it's called an acceptable loss so it's with jamie lee curtis tika sumter rachel uh some other person who's that guy <laughs> i don't know ben tav tavasoli so it's kind of it looks like a military thing. Uh, somebody da- dies under false pretenses. Military action was taken. Conspiracy betrayal. I-, I would maybe rent this one. I don't even know if I would watch that on TV. To be honest, yeah. doesn't really look that that I'd good. I'd watch it on TV. What do you think, George? Yeah, I'd watch it on TV. Watch it on TV. Yep. All right, moving on to this one here. Jodie Whittaker, Adult Life Skills. Uh, do, uh, uh, Jody Whitaker is comfortable living in her mom's garden shed making funny videos all day but as she approaches 30 she starts feeling the pressure to move on and grow up without compromising her youthful spirit kind of sounds funny like it's, it kind of sounds like kind of a modern seems like a Sundance film I would watch yeah, it yeah like, like kind of an films. indie flick I kind of like yeah. that I would almost maybe even watch this in the theater um, you know maybe if I had a free pass I would. <laughs> I found twenty bucks on the ground, you know, and I was like, "Huh, ah, what what movie's out right now?" I probably gotcha. pick something like that, uh, but you know, I wouldn't go out of my way for the theater. Definitely rent though. I would watch this. I think uh, it'd be kind of cool. Uh, all right. So also out today on Netflix, as you guys are listening to this, uh, is the new fire uh, documentary. It's an in-depth documentary about the collapse of the fire festival. Co-founder Billy McFarland promised major artists like Blink-182 and more luxury accommodations and high-end food. But, like, as you could tell in the photo, they got this two pieces of bread and cheese with a bunch of lettuce and tomato. It was like a cheese sandwich. Uh, People were left stranded on a beach with some tents. That really happened? It did. Oh, yeah. And uh, here's the deal, though. Hulu put out a similar documentary for free this week on Wednesday. They got the jump on Netflix and they did one it's called Fire Fraud and it's basically the same but supposedly it has a an extensive interview with Billy McFarlane that they say is different from the Fire Festival documentary that Netflix has so you can watch that for free uh, on Hulu right now no subscription needed so check that out um, also guys the new Game of Thrones trailer dropped I watched it. Oh did you okay so we what do you think We watched it in our office what do, you, what do you think? We watched the one with the Easter eggs. <laughs> we watched so There's a trailer with the Easter eggs. Yeah, so what'd you think? Tell our listeners. Uh, well, I was like, I need to watch it now. Yeah! 
we've been waiting a year and a half. I know. It seems like forever, right? So in the trailer, well, it's... Uh, There's two different trailers. There are two different trailers. So one of them was kind of just like a... They're in the um, they're dungeon. In the, they're in the tomb. The tomb. Um, where Ned Stark, where their father... Uh, well, it's just Stark kids. Right. And, but minus Bran. Right. So it's Arya. It's uh, Jon Snow. And it's... Uh, uh, what's her face with the red hair? Can't even think of her name right now. But they walk into this tomb where Ned Stark's statue is. And if you have a statue in the tomb, that means you're dead. Basically, if they build yeah, a statue for you. Yeah, and it shows their you, statues there. Yeah, so they're standing before their statues. Right. But they're walking by. So um, it could be symbolic. It could be It just, is. So you know. watch the one with the Easter eggs because uh, one of the producers, he gives, or someone... Um, goes more insight of what each little like the feather right. on the ground, which yeah was put in Leon the There's hand this and the winter kind of cold that comes through at the end, and uh, yeah, so we'll have to see. Yeah, it comes out in April. New Game of Thrones. Check it out on HBO. Um, coming up on CBS All Access. Apparently, this year is the reboot of Jordan Peele's led revival of The Twilight Zone. Hmm. Which is headed for CBS All Access. Not it's not going to be on regular CBS. It's going to be on the internet only All Access. Um, Jordan Peele will host, narrate, and executive produce the series, which will premiere CBS All Access later this year. So, yeah, I don't know. That sounds kind of interesting, right? Mm-hmm. I'd check it out. Yeah. Do you think that Arya is going to kill Bran with so you're the Valerian still? Oh my God, Dahlia. <laughs> get off it! I just I want to know your theory. No, we'll talk She's about got the Valerian we'll have, still dagger. Okay, we'll talk about Game of Thrones theory as we get closer to. Why April. wasn't Bran there? <laughs> He's the Night King. Okay, all right. Hey, Same. hey, those are big accusations. They are there. big. We'll talk about it another time. Uh, all right, moving on. More movie, TV, entertainment news this week. Check this out. They're going to reboot the Ghostbusters in terms of a sequel, a legitimate sequel, Ghostbusters Three. That is going to take off uh, where the movie basically left off in present time. Uh, here's the deal. Jason Reitman is going to be directing uh, this one. That is the son of Ivan Reitman, who directed the 1984 original. He said in a quote, I've always thought of myself as the first Ghostbusters fan when I was six years old visiting the set. I want to make a movie for all the other fans. This is the next chapter in the original franchise. It is not a reboot. What happened in the 80s happened in the 80s, and this is set in present day. While it's unclear whether the living members of the team will return, but, I mean, right? Come on, they have to in some form. He said, quote, we have a lot of surprises and new characters for the audience to meet. Um, apparently, it's uh, going to... I don't know. I don't think so. It's yeah, going to hit yeah, summer summer I of 2020. So. It's going to come out. Here, I'm going to play this little teaser for you guys. Uh, that shows the uh, Ecto-1 in the garage, or it looks like a barn, maybe. Uh, of It's been in, like, storage, it seems like. And since, you know, obviously, like, what he said in the quote is that this takes place in present day. It's going to be, you know, the last we left him off was 1980s. This is supposedly taking place in present day. Um, but I don't know. If okay, let me pose this question to you: If they had the original cast and they were all on board, 
Ivan Reitman's son is directing it. It's about as close as we can get. Would you be into it if all the original cast was on board? Oh, totally. What I what I meant though is that I don't think they'll get Bill Murray. The whole ah. reason that they rebooted Ghostbusters what three four years ago with um, you know I hate to put the um, modifier thing. on it but the all female cast right um, was th- there was a script already for what may or may not have been called Ghostbusters three right but Aykroyd could never get Bill Murray to agree to it so or, maybe this is a sign that he has agreed. And it, now they're going to move forward with what you're talking about. If I mean, if they just made it with, let's say, Aykroyd and, you know, I mean, I don't even think they'll get Rick Moranis. He's retired. Yeah, that's a good point. If Rick they Moranis would be a hard get. Everybody, I mean, if they, and especially if they don't have Bill Murray, then it's it's as meaningless as that, <laughs> the that other horrible one. Jimi Hendrix movie they made with uh, Andre 3000 oh, where yeah. it has actually none of his music in yeah, the film. It fell so short of anything. Because they couldn't get Yeah, they couldn't get the rights. They to couldn't it. get the rights but well, but they decided the it was point? a good idea to make the movie yeah, anyway. Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> we can just kind of do like some soloing and yeah, stuff. Here's yeah, the stuff man. he played on nights where he was playing covers. Oh, oh okay. That's how they did it. That's oh, horrible. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that is that, horrible. go ahead, please. No, no, yeah, moving on with more movie entertainment news. Uh, IMDb is launching a free streaming video channel, guys. So if you're into free stuff, check it out. Amazon's movie and TV database IMDb is launching a free streaming video channel dubbed IMDb Free Dive, offering TV shows like Heroes and Fringe, movies like Memento, the ad-supported channel, so you got to watch ads, that's the catch, will allow users to watch films and TV shows on the website via their computer or Amazon Fire TV device. Uh, so check it out. Uh, that's kind of cool. It's free stuff. I mean, hey, you got to watch some ads, but at least you're getting some stuff for free. Um, all right, so check it out, guys. Did you hear? The Celebrity Big Brother Season 2 cast list has been announced with Joey Lawrence, <laughs> Anthony Scaramucci, <laughs> Ryan Lochte, uh, Kato Caitlin, Dina Lohan, Kato Caitlin, yes, that Kato Caitlin, wow, from, from the O.J. Simpson trials, his, his house guest is going to be there. Uh, also, Dina, the mother of Lindsay Lohan. Oh my yeah. God, Tom, Tamar Braxton, Tom, Tom Green, Tom Green is going to be there. This might be a ser- uh, a season. I gotta I say that I, I would yeah. have to tune in to watch a, li- a little bit of this because this seems like a very volatile. A uh, group of people, you know. Sure. I, I think, just want to see what oh Tom Green Lord. is doing. Does Joey Lawrence still do? It's his probably going to be sad. Phrase. You know, I hate to say. Whoa, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to be doing it. Uh, so check that out. That season two is coming Monday, January 21st for Big Brother. So check it out. When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears, know that Balljack is there with you. Hell yeah! America. Balljack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his ball jack. 
He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his ball jack. Ball jack, the drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. Uh, all right. Local news. Uh, blizzard warning, guys, is in effect There's right now. There's an avalanche warning. That's right. There's dangerous and potentially life-threatening blizzard conditions for elevations above 7,000 feet, and I believe they're even going to lower that to 6,000 feet, I heard. Uh, there's 110 mile per hour winds on ridgetops, 50 to 70 mile per hour valleys and wind prone here in the mountain areas of California where we're at. So please be, uh, they are closing these roads down, including I-5 from Bakersfield in Los Angeles, Highway 1 and I-5, the intersection there, is totally closed down. A mud flow rushed across the Pacific Coast Highway, closing a long stretch of the road. Uh, from no one was affected by that. That's scary. Well, like, here's the deal: all the and... the um, the wood fires and the forest fires that we had. Now we're gonna have all the mudslides because all of the wood and debris and all of the stuff is going to uh, start flooding into the roads, guys. So if you're in areas where you had a wildfire or a lot of fires, be aware in these winter months that there's gonna be a lot of mudslides and a lot of stuff debris in the roadways. So please be safe uh, out there. Um, and also in Los Angeles. Did you guys see on the... I saw this for a minute on TV. The Los Angeles teachers strike. Where they're... For the first time in 30 years, uh, the nation's second largest school district has walked out of their classrooms. Uh, the last time it happened was in 1989, and it lasted nine days. The teachers this time are striking for better pay, smaller classes, fewer standardized tests, Charter school regulation and more counselor librarians and nurses. All sounds like pretty reasonable stuff, but what do you guys think? What do you think of that, Dahlia? Um, I think it's awesome. It's The money's going to come from somewhere, though, so tax dollars. But there's a lot of tax dollars. Here in California, with mar marijuana becoming legalized and being taxed for the state. Right. So, I mean... We have money to put toward that. I think it's important. Yeah, I, I, you know, as a taxpaying, um, do they have to. That's pick what it, I want to pay for I mean, is stuff know. like that. As a taxpaying, they can't citizen. just go know. to their union rep. So and they don't have to do this kind of shit. You know, yeah. teachers shouldn't be paying out of their pocket for school supplies. supplies and for doing projects and for making school fun and creative. Be expected to grade papers yeah. from the time they get home, 5 o'clock to 9 or yeah. 10 p.m. Yeah, all while they they're at home and then all day as well. It's one of the hardest jobs out there. And for people, that it's like one of those jobs, like we were saying, for EMTs as well, that it takes a special kind of person with a lot of patience and a desire to really do something good in life especially with the high school kids everything and when they get into same thing with emts CQ dealing with people that don't want to even receive age. help you're like i'm trying to save your life they're like fuck you you know same thing with a kid it's like i'm trying to help you man i'm trying to ed educate you and the kid's like fuck you but then they re realize it later after the fact you know when they grow up or in the emt's case when they're at the hospital they're like man thank you so much for saving my life even though i was being stupid I, you know, I'm glad you just saw it through. And they're like, no problem. It's my job, you know. And that's what teachers do. And more power to them. I hope they do get what they're asking for because they deserve it. Uh, so um, I thought this was kind of interesting. MasterCard is now stopping 
automatic billing after free trials. So when you sign up for a free trial for something, you know, like either Amazon Prime maybe or Rolling Stone Magazine or something, MasterCard will now require that businesses get an official authorization to charge you again by sending you an email or text before the payment is due. They usually do. With all of my... Uh... With all of my accounts, I usually get a statement well, that's or good. email but or for a me, text message. But for me, I've definitely had where they charge my, my account again, and I'm like, what the fuck? Hey, wait a minute. I didn't want that again for the new year, you know? Oh, uh, so it. at least they're, you know, stopping with that. I think that's kind of cool. Check out this. This is not a real photo. This is a Photoshop, obviously. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But here's a lady in a golf cart uh, drinking out of a Pringles can, apparently. <laughs> this really happened, though, in northern Texas. As wow. a woman was banned from a local Walmart after she spent several hours driving around the parking lot in an electric sharp shopping cart while drinking wine from a Pringles can. <laughs> <laughs> they got a call around, get this, 9 a.m. Oh, on wow. a Friday She's at a, a Walmart in Wichita Falls, Kansas, about 125 miles. Oh, excuse me. Wichita Falls, Dallas. Uh, Texas. Uh, so the woman reportedly been riding the electric cart around the parking lot for three hours. They found her in a nearby restaurant. Told her not to return to the store. So, <laughs> so uh, wait, they didn't actually get any photos or video of this no, person, and, and they she had to wasn't at, something up for the article. Yeah, the the article. I tried to find a photo and I couldn't <laughs> get it, but they had to. They. That's a pretty that's, good Photoshop, that, I, I right? I like it. I like it. All right. I'll put that up on the Facebook page, <laughs> facebook.com slash Garage Rock Show Podcast. You can check out the lady in a motorized cart drinking wine from, from a Pringles, Pringles can. can. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good idea. Uh, nice and salty. You got to get the crumbs Ooh. down there yeah. at the bottom. <laughs> Real salty. Sometimes you got to let those small uh, chips go. That's like something that we would do at a campsite, you know? If we were at a festival or if we were camping somewhere. They're like, yeah, just put that fucking wine in the Pringles can, man. We can put a top on it. <laughs> Take it with us, you know? <laughs> all right, anyway. Uh, so this is hilarious. So you remember all that money that they did with that stupid GoFundMe campaign for the border wall? Well, it's all being returned, $20 million of it, uh, from 325,000 people. It's all being returned because the the uh, here's the deal. Uh, the fun, The fundraiser was changed. Uh, the fundraisers, here's the deal. The original intent was to give money to the gov- government. Uh, Colfidge, uh, this guy who started it, told the donors that the campaign would instead move to a newly founded nonprofit. Because that wasn't what the fundraiser's stated intent was, the money will have to be returned. So he's going to try and start a new thing or whatever, but uh, they're returning all the money because it, it was uh, different from what they stated, so... I thought that was kind of funny. Anyway, moving on to lifestyle. Uh, here's the deal. Did you guys hear about that egg, Dahlia, that's like taking over Instagram and all of that stuff? No. There, it's just a stock photo of an egg. And I thought this was kind of cool because, you know, people like Kylie Jenner and these like socialites that really re- rely on likes and shares and they kind of base their careers off of how many likes they have, right? Kylie Jenner held the previous record uh, for 18 million uh, for the most likes on a photo on Instagram. Okay, so they started this campaign and this 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 uh, created their own Instagram profile that was called World Record Egg, 
and it uploaded a stock photo of an egg in its only post. And it said, quote, let's set a record together and get the most likes post on Instagram, beating the current world record held by Kylie Jenner, 18 million, we got this, end quote. Well, the shot has earned over 20 million likes and set a new record just for an egg. And so I thought that was good that it kind of shows these people that, hey, you know, you you guys can be, you know, ousted by us as a collective, by something insignificant. You have the power of persuasion. Yeah, and well, it, and to be shown that you're not really all that important, that an egg could be the, more important than you. Yeah. Two million more people like that egg. <laughs> more than they liked more your than lipstick they like or Kylie whatever. Jenner. Yeah, so that's kind of the point. <laughs> it's like when the UK gets a song on the top of the charts for Christmas time that's like some song that's an old song or a, a fuck you kind of thing to to give it the number one single of the year, you know, and they have a campaign to just make it be a funny thing, you know, or like, like when, when they put the Chumbawamba song back. Yeah. There. Or like when they mm, named a boat, it was called like Bodie McBoatface and it won the campaign of the, they were like, we want to name this historic boat, you know, and what's the boat name we should have. And they, they, they named it. It was Bodie McBoatface <laughs> won the, and they, they didn't accept it though. They changed it to something else because they wouldn't, nice. accept. but it was like, it's hilarious when people get together for a cause, they can make something happen like that. So yeah, look up the egg on Instagram. All right. Uh, so, okay, I thought this was interesting just real quick to know. How far do you need to stand from someone get to not get sick? So when your coworker says, oh, I got the flu, man, or oh, I'm sick, you know, right? Here's the deal. The CDC, Center for Disease Control, say, quote, most experts think that flu viruses spread mainly by droplets made when people with flu cough, sneeze, or talk. These droplets can land in the mouths and noses, people in nearby, right? Uh, less often, a person might get flu by touching a surface, uh, blah, blah, blah. So they, they add that you can be sick for up to two whole days before getting these, start, uh, these symptoms actually start. Of course, they say the best thing to do to prevent yourself from getting the flu is to get your flu shot. But they say that uh, the, the closest you can get is a six-foot radius. So you literally have to stay <laughs> six feet away. It's like the splash zone. Like from me to the door there or something, I guess, right? Yeah, you got me sick. Yeah, well, yeah, we sleep together. So <laughs> that's, yeah, it's not a six foot radius. Uh, all right. Pretty sure I drank out of your water bottles. Too. That too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Didn't help. Uh, sadly, guys, this is a new statistic out as m- Americans are now more likely to die of an opioid overdose than a car crash. Now, this is new data coming out from the National Safety Council from 2017 showing that Americans have a 1 in 96 chance of dying from an opioid overdose higher than one in, higher than the 1 in 103 probability of dying in a car crash. So isn't that crazy? It is. I mean, so what that means is statistically as ubiquitous as cars are in our culture. And how many times did you drive in a car today? Right, yeah. You know, that I'm more likely to get hooked on opioids. Yeah. And die. As never. And and I've never had opioid. No, no desire to. Right. Like you and me. Right. We saw the commercials. But we're more likely to die from that. We're the guy throwing up naked in the by the toilet. And it was like, everybody's doing it, doing it. Heroin for the rest (laughs) of your life. And he's like throwing up and he's slipping. Well, yeah, but now it's all being prescribed to us in legal forms. Oh, yeah. That's the problem. 
Uh, it's crazy. So just be aware, folks, man. I hope you none of you guys are on opioids and never have to. Well, be. shame, shame, shame on the doctors that overprescribe that, that too, stuff. man. That's yeah. the real problem, I think. You know. I was watching a program over the weekend, and there was one of the guys. He was like trying to get clean from opioids. He said the first time he got hooked, he was like 15 or 16, and he had his wisdom teeth pulled out, yep. and his doctor pres prescribed him Percocet. And he said, after that, he was like, oh, my God, That's you can crazy. feel this good. He's like, I can feel this good. I want to feel this good for the rest of my life. I know, right? Oh. All right, real quick. Uh, Taco Bell going to have a vegetarian menu, guys. Yay. They really are, are stepping it up. The new menu options include a cheese quesadilla, obviously. That's vegetarian. Bean burrito. But a power veggie burrito is one of the new ones. Uh, that's going to be some kind of thing. They said in a quote in a statement, as the only American Vegetarian Association certified QSR, Taco Bell has more than 8 million vegetarian combinations and plenty of gratifying meatless options from which to choose. And they're going to keep doing that. So good for them, I guess. Uh, did so you hear does that mean, and, and by dedicated, do they? does that mean that they'll have, well, that they'll also have dedicated prep areas? I mean, for people who really don't want that's a great question, George. You know, because uh, that's a good point. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're prepping that thing on the same thing that you do meat on, um, yeah, then it kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, not that I'm vegetarian or but vegan, still it's but cross contamination. I my friends that are. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, um, I agree. I don't know about that. Maybe they would. I, I would think they would have to do something like that. Maybe just a set of utensils and things that they use in the cooking space that are strictly vegetarian. Like, here's the little area. For the veggie stuff you know i would think but hopefully i don't know maybe they'll they'll keep going it seems like it's a good trend that it's trending the right way that we're starting to be aware of these things right at least I hope. it seems like anyway uh <laughs> oh my god all right check out this art installation <laughs> i'm sorry we'll put this on the facebook page facebook.com slash garage rock show podcast uh here's a, a depiction of um uh israel um, art show that is a I believe it's a uh, Swedish guy that's doing this art showing a crucified Ronald McDonald it sparked protest and controversy in the country's Arab Christian minority hundreds of Christians are calling for the removal of the sculpture uh, it's showing uh, like kind of an emaciated Ronald McDonald on a cross uh, here's the deal. They're, apparently, they've had a huge thing about this. They had to disperse the crowds with tear, gra tear gas and stun grenades. Uh, church reps brought their grievances to the courts. Now it's in court. Um, here's the deal. Museum director Nassim Tall said he was shocked at the sudden uproar, especially because the exhibit, which was intended to criticize what many view as society's cult-like worship of capitalism, had been on display for months already there it's it just seems like it just started even though it, this display had been on there for months it had also been shown in other countries without incident uh he says quote this is very offensive and i oh this is a um somebody who went to the museum and was offended he said quote this is very offensive and i cannot consider this art we will continue through peaceful rallies and candle vigils who won't be quiet until we reach a solution uh so what do you think about that george seeing that it, it reminds me, you know what it reminds me a lot of is Winston Smith, the artist from the Dead Kennedys, who he predicted uh, or uh, depicted rather, uh, it was Jesus on a cross 
but it was uh, a cross made with like gold and money and it was uh you know it said in god oh. in god we trust incorporated yeah. in god we trust ink you know yeah and he had other like photos uh, artwork where he had like that was um, on the cover of the Franken Christ. Album. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I remember. Uh, I did a whole thing in my high school um, as a report on this guy. I thought he was one of the coolest like artists around that time. But it seems like it's just always kind of been in our culture that people kind of see these things, you know, and point them out in a, a satirical almost way that seems to inflame people. It's it's very punk rock to me yeah. to see that kind of stuff that, you know, it definitely, that's kind of the goal is to get a reaction out of you and to kind of make you think about it in a way. But also, I guess it could be a perversion of what people hold near and dear could have had a very serious and religious experience with something, their son, their daughter, their family, they got brought up in the church. And to see that, it's almost like a sacrilegious type of deal. And I understand that as well. No one likes anything they respect being defaced or interpreted in a way they don't like. But at the same time, that stuff is open to interpretation by anybody. And I'm glad we live, you know, kind of in a society and a world that we, we can all express ourselves that way. But I don't know. Right. I mean, it's kind no, of a- I'm, I'm I'm with you um, it, where uh, free speech is concerned. It also protects speech that. I or you may find offensive. Right, exactly. So it's a double-edged um, sword. And, and my favorite saying is free speech doesn't protect you from the repercussions of said speech. You know, you're free to say it, but you're not free from the repercussions oh, of said speech. That's a great way of putting it. So, so this artist definitely is free to create his own art, but he definitely has some repercussions now that he has to deal with, explain, and kind of, you know, that's the reality that he's in, right? Absolutely. It's the reality that... Uh, he put himself in. He knew what he was doing. And that's doing what artists do. That. Exactly. It's meant to provoke a I th- reaction. Yep, exactly. And I think, you know, he's either re- reveling in it or uh, just kind of surprised. Either way, it's interesting. Check it out for yourselves. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I well, I don't, I don't know if I should say that or not. I think I'm going to eat what I just said <laughs> or was about to say. All right. Well, <laughs> we got some really cool, quick things to finish up the episode, guys. Uh, let me get into it in just a minute, okay? All right, and so, yeah, uh, coming back, we had this last little thing that I wanted to include, which was Google releasing a year in search where they show what terms were trending in either country or worldwide. Google's 2018 year in search reminds us of a few key moments of the year. So let's see if you guys can guess what the top search terms in these categories are. So, all right, so let's do the first one here. What was the most search news of 2018? Was it A, World Cup, B, Hurricane Florence, or C, Mega Millions? Hmm. What do you think, George? Well, I don't know. Uh, Soccer, rather football, is popular all over the world. Maybe that many more people being factored into it may make it A, but I don't know. Probably more Americans looked up C. Mega Millions, you yeah. thinking? Yeah. All right. Uh, Dolly is not here for this one. We'll move on. It is A, World Cup. Most search news of 2018. Babe, you didn't have to bring the food in here right now. <laughs> I'm not able to. Hey, wait. We want you to get these questions. 
Come in here. Moving on to the next question. What, <laughs> what was what the, was the first question? You missed it. No. The most searched news of 2018 was the World Cup. Okay. Really? Yep. Second bonus question. Or not bonus. Second question. What was the most searched how-to of 2018? Was it A, how to buy Ripple Bitcoin, oh. B, how to vote, or C, how to play Mega Millions? Ooh, I'm going with Bitcoin. What do you think, George? I think it's Mega Millions. Mega Millions? Okay. What are you going to say? Well, you're both wrong. It's How to Vote. Oh, well, that's That was good. the most searched how-to of 2018 was How to I Vote. I didn't give us that much credit. <laughs> <laughs> these are all top threes, though. So these are all other very um, important things that people search for. What was the most searched music act of 2018? Was it A, Ariana Grande, B, Eminem, or C, Demi Lovato? And sadly, these are not acts like bands. They're just like, you know, obviously single artists, which I'm going with sucks. Eminem. He had that huge controversy. Okay. What do you think, George? I think it's Ariana Grande because of... Uh, she had controversy, too, with all that deal. Yeah, with Pete Davidson. and It was actually C, Demi Lovato. Uh, she was yeah. the most searched uh, music act of 2018. All right. What was the most searched song of 2018, according to uh, Google? Was it A, Baby Shark, B, Bohemian Rhapsody, or C, This Is America? I don't know. I haven't Baby heard Baby Shark's of... pretty catchy. What? I don't know what Baby Shark is. Baby it's, it's Shark. Like, do, 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 Baby Shark. It's a kid's song. Oh, it is Baby Shark because I've heard of it and I've never watched it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, it's actually B, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, okay. uh, Because of the movie, I think. It definitely helped it out. Uh, all right, what was the most searched actor of 2018? Was it A, Bill Cosby, B, Logan Paul, or C, Sylvester Stallone? No. Who's Logan Paul? He's the YouTube guy. He did that stuff. He had the controversy about him going to China the to that suicide, suicide forest. forest and all of that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, what um, do you think? I guess I'll go with him. Okay. What do you think? <laughs> I'll go with a, the person I, I don't, don't have a good guess. Let's say I agree with Dahlia. Okay, I'll go with Logan the person Paul. I've never heard of because I'm so out of touch. It is actually him, Logan Paul. There he is. Uh, he was the most searched for actor of 2018. All right. Uh, I believe this is one of the last ones here. What was the most searched for food of 2018? Was it A, romaine lettuce, B, CBD gummies, or C, unicorn cake? I don't know. There was that problem with the uh, with romaine. E. coli and the romaine. Yeah, so what was the most searched food? What do you guys think? I say A. Yeah. Romaine? Yes. Me what do you too. Think? Romaine too? It's actually C, unicorn cake. I had no idea. Check these out. Okay. They're like these little cakes that look like unicorns. They're cute. Yeah, so there you go. That's going to be your birthday cake this year. <laughs> that was the most searched for food 2018. All right, that finishes up our episode tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Garage Rock Show podcast. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Health. Peace. Thank you.
That's avocado in that cup. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com